Mike's Daily Podcast. Episode, episode, episode 2016. It's Mike's Daily Podcast. And it's great to be with you today because I was with you yesterday. So it's a daily podcast again. And you are the only friend I have. Hello, friend. And we are having a great weekend. And you are going to spend it with some people that you tend to like, maybe. Or you want to say, get the hike out of here. Get hike off football. Mike's Daily Podcast. Remember that? Remember baseball? Remember all those sports? Nah. The ones that I didn't even care about? Mike's. You probably care about. Daily. And you're probably like, Mike. Podcast. I wish they would come back, but. Yeah. Tell me what you think about all that. You can call me 336-MM-DAILY. That's 336 336- MM is a Mike Matthews. Daily is what this podcast will try to be as long as it's not interrupted. 336-663-2459. And we are somewhere in Podcaster Valley 10 today, the last place on earth. I read a lot of interesting things that I didn't I didn't know. Isn't this funny? Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus were married for like six months or some crazy thing. So so short. How come I didn't know this? Or did I care? Did I also care that Lori Laughlin, the judge overseeing that college admission scandal case, said he was disturbed by allegations that federal investigators pressured a cooperating witness to entrap parents? Her fashion designer husband, Massimo Giannoli, are among dozens of parents accused of paying bribes to get their children into top-tier colleges and universities. They allegedly paid $500,000, half a million, to get their two daughters, Olivia and Isabella, into the University of Southern California, USC. As crew recruits, even though neither girl was a rower, and they, uh, the attorneys for the... And here's today's podcast picture. Attorneys for the couple and a group of other defendants asked the judge to dismiss the case. The attorneys cite notes from the scheme's mastermind and government cooperating witness, William Rick Singer, in which he says the investigators instructed him to bend the truth and tell a fib in order to retrieve responses that are not accurate. And he says that federal investigators fabricated evidence to create the false impression that defendants knowingly paid bribes to corrupt insiders rather than made legitimate donations to help their children's chances of admission. Hmm. They... Basil says to me that the investigators used this tactic because other evidence shows the defendants believed their payments were legitimate donations. So that's where it sits now. And Basil says, Mike, that's sad. You know what? The podcast picture today is of a view of the lovely area known as Oregon from way up in the sky. I think I went there seven years ago. That was what I think I wrote down. Yes. So you can see that picture at MySailingPodcast.com, the beautiful coast of Oregon, high up in the sky. Last show, we had my lovely lady friend, and we discussed some of the crazy stuff happening today with barbers not being able to cut hair like they used to, and other changes happening because of the coronavirus. 
But of all the businesses decimated by the coronavirus, cruise ships, hotels, restaurants, etc., the damage done to media companies may be somewhat less obvious. But make no mistake, a wrecking ball, referencing Miley Cyrus, yes, is being taken to the media with devastating consequences. And I spoke to someone who worked for KQED, a local NPR station that has been letting people go. And she's been let go. It's almost impossible to list all the news organizations that are hurting, closing, or firing people right now. The pain is being felt in every outlet. The news media is getting battered. The economic fallout from the pandemic is like a virus itself in that it most severely affects those with compromised health. If elderly people with weak respiratory systems are more susceptible, then weak leveraged or speculative businesses are most vulnerable to the resulting economic aftershock. Any number of media companies have those characteristics and they're now in harm's way. Um, There is a Paradoxically however This according to Yahoo And that's amazing Yahoo's still around huh They were the ones that They were They chopped a bunch of people Over the years Got rid of a lot of People working for them To to keep afloat Paradoxically Demand for news Is off the charts People desperately want to know What about all the facets Of the pack Of the Pandemic, a never before experienced phenomenon. Plus, they have more time working from home or being jobless. Readership and viewership actually doubled in March for some properties. Marketers won't place their ads next to the endless parade of horrific coronavirus. That's what happens when the news turns bad, like in the wake of the 9 11 terrorist attacks. Plus, millions of businesses. That would be advertising right now are shuttered Bankrupt or slashing marketing budgets Sports advertising for instance Has gone to zero So while audience numbers are soaring Ad numbers are plunging Advertising is the problem Which is nothing new It's worse now Uh, Let's see Gannett Is it Gannett? Gannett? No it's Gannett I don't know they, oh, they publish USA Today And hundreds of other papers Let's see Their stock has fallen from a 52 week high of $11 To a recent low of 63 cents uh, Gannett has been a down, on a downward trajectory for years Let's see And then they've had to compete with Google and Facebook Uh, As conditions worsened The company started wheeling and dealing Splitting off TV stations Buying more papers Trying to buy others Including Tribune So at any rate That's what's going on with the media If you didn't know Is podcasting listening going up? I'm not sure But in positive news NASA says that the ozone depletion Above the Arctic Has hit a record low I remember when that was a big thing And people cared about it But now it's not as big a thing 
NASA said the depletion of the ozone layer above the Arctic reached a record low in March. Citing satellite observations, the government agency said the ozone, as we go outside a cafe anyway, we're ringing Mike's daily podcast and we're in podcast Drove Alley 10 today, reached 205 Dobson units compared to a usual level above the Arctic at approximately 240 Dobson units. A Dobson unit is defined as the measurement of the total amount of ozone in the atmosphere above a particular point on the Earth's surface and is one millimeter thick. So that's good news. The ozone is approximately 7 to 25 miles above the Earth's surface and acts as a sunscreen for the planet. It keeps out harmful ultraviolet radiation from the sun that has been linked to skin cancer, cataracts, immune system suppression, and can also cause damage to plants. Thank you. News story that I got from Fox News. Hey, this has been a hard week for me. I just like to share. I kind of shared a little bit of this last show, but as a boss, it's never fun to let anyone go. And I had to do that this week. And it wasn't because of the coronavirus budget cuts thing. It had something else to do, which I cannot go into here. Maybe at some point, years from now, I will discuss it, but probably not. At any rate, um, it's it's never easy, and it's tough, and especially when the the you know the economy is not that good. I, I was let go during the last economic downturn. Who knows? I might get look. I, I I could lose my job this time around. We'll see. But the thing is. And I started this podcast when I got let go the first time over 10 years ago. It inspired me to podcast because let's just say I was mad at radio at the time. And I was like, oh, there's another way to do radio. Yeah, I could do it all myself and not have to listen to anybody telling me what to do. And that's why this podcast is the way it is. And why I'm up to 2016 episodes, 2016, which was not that long ago, 2016. And was a different time, wasn't it? And I was single and walking my dog all the time, Basil the Boxer. But back to just, I don't understand this little part of the world where, you know, people should be minding their P's and Q's at work. And when people get caught doing something wrong or they or they don't act in a team let's let's work together as a team type atmosphere concept attitude i don't understand you know that instead of saying team they take team and flip it around make it backwards and take the first two letters me and it's me 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 and they don't think about other people and how they're affecting other people and I just don't understand that. I don't get that. And it, it bugs me. And I guess that's true of anything outside of work, outside, of, you know, society in general. I just think at this time more than ever, we need to think of everybody. And my lovely lady friend right now is at home making, um, a, a, what do you call it? It's a DIY mask since we're all being asked to wear masks. And why are we being asked to wear masks? Well, the question that the skeptical person will say is, why should I wear a mask when I'm not even sick? And when they don't even really, they're not really even effective anyway. Yet all these counties in the Bay Area are saying it's mandatory. Well, here's the thing. 
You need to do whatever you can to prevent everyone else from getting sick. You may be sick and you don't even know. That guy walking in the hallway past you right now, he might be sick and you don't even know. That's the thing about coronavirus. It is so mysterious. So because I want to be able to keep breathing and you want to be able to keep breathing, let's just wear masks and mitigate the whole thing. It goes back to how we're washing hands. Now, you can quantum leap this and say, oh, Mike, next thing you know, they're going to be asking us to wear hazmat suits. Well, maybe they are. Am I going to endorse that? Probably not. But the fact is that it's probably not going to go that far. We're just trying to mitigate whatever we can with simple things. And they did not say you have to go out and pay for a mask. You can make them. You can do just cover your face in some way. Cover your mouth. Because it's those droplets when you sneeze, that's what gets into someone else's nose and causes, or, you know, gets into their system and that's what causes the coronavirus. So just thinking of the health of others is a healthy way of living. And at one point on this show, not too long ago, I freaked out over alarmist thinking and people getting too paranoid about something. But that's when coronavirus seemed like it was far, far away. In another land And how the heck could it get here to the United States Well since then we've seen that it's gone everywhere And I was wrong And others were wrong Heck our president was wrong But he has since said Mia culpa and or To whatever extent he can do that it, it, With the way he is He may not Say mea culpa the way uh, You and I do it But at any who it, it's, it's been We've got a the guy in charge, Mike Pence. <laughs> Wait, I had to laugh a little bit. Mike Pence, though. Mike Pence is in charge of the suspense. Mike Pence. And we got the Dr. Fauci and all that. Anyway, cafe anyway, the, the government. Isn't it interesting? Okay. Real quick sidebar here with the Republicans. And Republicans have always been a big states' rights thing. And sometimes Trump, you know, this past week was like, I'm going to tell everybody when we're going to go back to work. And then he backed up and said, wait a minute, uh, the governors are going to say when we go back to work. And now all these govern governors, different states are making these alliances saying we'll work together to say when we go back to work. And here in California, we wait on with bated breath on every word that Gavin Newsom says, because this is the time. This is what we need to know. And he's stepping up and doing daily press conferences as our president is. I'm just saying it's an interesting time when we have all these Democratic governors like Newsom, like uh, Como, and we're all, you know, they're all doing daily press conferences. And at some, at some point, working together that's what we need to do And it's interesting in this time Okay, there's still the bipartisanship going on But you're seeing a lot of partisan uh, I'm, I'm sorry, there's the partisanship that's been going on forever That got really, really bad within the past couple of years And that has been going away a little bit We're seeing that with the coronavirus I am taking note of it I don't know if you're seeing it But it does seem to be something happening When you turn on the C-SPAN And they're showing Como Saying something somewhat positive about Trump That's That may be like one word But at any rate We're trying to work together Hopefully 
That's the only way we're going to get through this is if we work together. And if we think about each other, be a little bit more compassionate and think about everyone. We are a team together. We are all working together, six feet apart. Let's have some unity in all of this to help each other out. That's what I'm saying. I think I'm pretty much done talking. Oh, except listen tomorrow to my wonderful show that I have on KKDV. That's 92.1 FM. You can hear it online at kkdv.com. Uh, that's on the radio.com app and tune in and a bunch of other places you can listen. I'll be on from nine in the morning to about four o'clock in the afternoon Pacific time. Listen to that. And there's a link to at mikesdailypodcast.com. Yes, there is a link there that you will see on today's blog post at mikesdailypodcast.com along with today's podcast picture of the wonderful Oregon coast. And look who is here right now. And it's not Shelly Shuhart. I said in the last show it was going to be Shelly. She'll come up next show. Uh, Floyd the Floorman and John Deere the Engineer will be next show. But today, look who it is. Hello, Michael Myers. It's Michael Lutabago. I am trying to keep this mask on right now. That's a beautiful mask. Is that like a gorilla mask? Yes. Do you like gorillas? Yes. Do you like King Kong? No. What? No. Your voice went lower than usual just before that, though. No. Okay, that's better. Thank you, Manorita Vega. You're welcome. Ooh. Next show, it'll be uh, Shelly Shuhart, Floyd the Foreman, and John Deere, the engineer, and knock these guys. Look, Dave, Mike, this is Valentino, the parking attendant. And it's a bison Bentley. Do you know that? Mike, we have got masks on today. Yeah, because we're going to rob a bank. Do you know that? I don't think you can go into a bank anyway at this point, but thank you for listening to FF episode 2016. Tell me what you think about any of the topics we discussed. You can call me 336-MM-DAILY, 3 plus 3 equals 6. MM as in Mike Matthews Daily, as in what this podcast will try to continue to keep being. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.